In the closing years of the 19th century, the fledgling automobile was such a novelty that a Duryea motor wagon warranted top billing over the albino, the giant, and the fat lady in promotion for the Barman Bailey Circus in 1896. Even astute businessmen such as Montgomery Ward saw a little future for the automobile. He was quoted as saying, Take your children to see this fad before it passes. As it's getting close to car show season, we have a little something special for you on this episode of 5 Minutes with Jim, a trip back to the dawning of the auto industry and the great American road trip. Say hello to a new friend on an old road. Take a two-lane trip of memories into mysteries unknown. Come along for the ride. Jim Hinckley's America. Jim Hinckley's America. First, let's say thank you to the boys of the Road Crew for our theme song. Check out some of their other great tunes at roadcrew66.com. For a few visionary geniuses in the late 19th century, the automobile was not a laughing matter. It was the future. In an interview published in Scientific American on May 21, 1892, Ransom E. Olds was quoted as saying about the automobile that it never kicks or bite, never tires on long runs, and never sweats in hot weather. It does not require care in the stable and only eats while on the road. By 1900, automobile mania was sweeping Wall Street in the world of high finance. It was an industrial gold rush that led owners of established and profitable businesses to abandon everything in the quest to become an automotive tycoon. It also fueled a new breed of unscrupulous hucksters and unleashed the imagination of countless dreamers. Consider Peerless, a company that would rise to prominence as one of the nation's leading manufacturers of luxury automobiles during the teens. The company's origins were in the production of clothes ringers and bicycles. The cornerstone for the luxury automobile manufacturer Pierce Arrow was Heinz, Pierce, and Munchauer, a pioneer in the manufacture of ice boxes, bird cages, and household goods, including bicycles. Herbert and Eugene Adams were the wealthy owners of a company that manufactured park benches and grave markers in Iowa during the 1880s. Their foray in automobile production was resultant of experiments and the development of internal combustion engines by company superintendent Faye Oliver Farwell. Promoted as the car with an engine that spins like a top, the Adams Farwell of 1905 featured a rotary engine with cylinders and crankcase revolving horizontally on a fixed shaft. In the summer of 1906, with $22,000 in capital stock, George Harton, W.F. Heiniger, T.M. Harton, and C. McCollop incorporated the amusement company in Delaware. The sales pitch was that the company would manufacture Nickelodeons, carousels, automobiles, and other amusements. Apparently, the company's primary sales were of stock. Eager to invest, businessmen looked for inventors in need of capital investment. As a result, in the first years of the 20th century, thousands of automotive endeavors were launched. Benjamin Briscoe had made a fortune as a Detroit-based sheet metal manufacturer. His first automobile business was a bust because his partner, David Buick of the Buick Motor Car Company, 
seemed incapable of moving from experimentation into development of a product for sale. Undaunted by the financial bottomless pit that was Buick Motor Company, Briscoe divested himself of the company and joined forces with Jonathan Maxwell. The subsequent Maxwell Briscoe was a roaring success, at least until Briscoe decided to use the company as a financial hinge pin in 1910 to launch United States Motor Company, a conglomerate envisioned as a challenger to General Motors. Briscoe would rise from the ashes of the United States Motor Company and unleash his vision of the automobile's future with establishment of the Briscoe Motor Corporation in Jackson, Michigan in 1913. The initial model was rather conventional, with the exception of a Cyclops headlamp molded into the radiator shell. Another unusual feature was the laminated papier-mâché body panels. For the 1916 model year, Briscoe introduced a more conventional automobile, but with a twist. Promotional material for the new car proclaimed, Buy the four, use it a month. If then you decide you want the eight, simply pay the difference and a small charge for installation work. It was truly an amazing era. Here's a thought to ponder. Between 1900 and 1930, there were more than 2,000 automobile manufacturers in the United States. Meanwhile, horse-drawn stagecoaches were still operating in Arizona in 1915. You can read more about this fascinating time on our website, jimhinkleysamerica.com. You will also find information about Ye Old Carriage Shop, a museum with the largest collection of Briscoe-built cars in the world. And now, to wrap up this program, we want to give a thank you to our sponsor, the magical roadside time capsule that is the Roadrunner Lodge in Tucumcari, New Mexico. This charming roadside oasis is a near-perfect time capsule circa 1964, wrapped in modern amenities. Make your reservation today at roadrunnerlodge.com. And to meet again, mi amigos, adios. See you next week for another episode of 5 Minutes with Jim. Come along for the ride Jim Hinckley's America Jim Hinckley's America